Hey everyone, this is James coming to you with another solo episode. Today's topic is going to be about psychological erectile dysfunction, which I'll refer to as ED for short, and what it's been like living with this over the last few years. I've been wanting to release an episode about this for a while now to share things I've learned along the way since receiving the diagnosis, how I personally deal with it when it comes up, and what my journey has been as we've made new partners along the way. As our podcast intro states, none of this should be considered professional advice. This is just me sharing our stories and my opinions. I'll be referring to some experiences we've had on here, but I realize we haven't yet released episodes about those specific details yet. Bear with us, Mirage and I are working on those and we will release those episodes as soon as they're ready. So let's get started from the beginning. Welcome to the Sextracurricular Podcast. This podcast covers the opinions and personal experiences of a married couple of over a decade, exploring the ethical, consensual, sexual non-monogamy lifestyle. This is an 18 plus adults only podcast as it contains explicit content and it is not meant to be taken as professional or legal advice. Please listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. I think the very first time that I had learned about what erectile dysfunction was was through a TV ad for Viagra, which at the time I thought was meant just for penis enlargement. ED wasn't something that was talked about in my family growing up, nor did I learn about it at any of my health classes in middle or in high school. So my only association with ED was, oh, this is only for older people. I shrugged it off as a, this is just what old people deal with. I never really gave it much thought after that because I figured I'm young. That's not something I'll have to deal with for a very long time, if at all. That all changed completely when it happened to me during our experience with our first couple, J and K, which we talk about in episodes 13 through 15. In those episodes, I described the instant feeling of panic that I felt at the time. When I wasn't able to get any sort of erection while I was with K, I didn't know this was ED. I had used the words whiskey dick instead because I believed I drank too much in order to participate in any penetrative sex. At the time, I remember thinking, how can I sober up quickly to get to a point where I can get an erection again? I remember trying to mentally get to a point where I could get aroused quickly, so I just thought of some of my favorite porn scenes and even made up a few fantasies. None of it was working. I tried touching myself because I was going down on Kay to help. I tried really listening to her verbal feedback, and I tried to make myself more aroused by the chemistry that was going on with Mirage and Jay, and it still wasn't coming up. It was so disheartening because it was the very first time engaging in anything physical with someone other than Mirage. So it felt like I was just disappointing her. I remember feeling so defeated and apologizing to Kay afterwards. What made me feel somewhat better was just her reiterating that it's completely okay and that she's still having a good time. Two days later, after our experience with Jay and Kay, we met our second couple, Jay and A, and hit it off with them over brunch. We got to meet them at their apartment one month later for dinner, drinks, and dessert. And I'm giving a very shortened version of this now since we're going to be releasing more detailed episodes of those experiences later on this season. But for now, know that things progress to the bedroom with them. On top of that, A is absolutely, I mean, <laughs> absolutely my type in the same way that Mirage is my type. So the attraction was definitely there. I remember not drinking much that night as well because I didn't want to end up in the same way that things ended up with K. We get invited to their bedroom, things started getting physical, and at this point we're all naked. A and I start making out, I get on top of her, 
and then the exact same thing happens as it did with K. I then start getting into my own head and start internally freaking out, thinking, not again. This can't be happening again. It sucked. A and I were able to engage in other forms of non-penetrative sex, and she even tried going down on me, but there was nothing happening, and I felt so defeated again. I remember apologizing to her in the same way I did with Kay, and was fortunately reassured that it happens, and it's completely okay. But that night, I was just so bummed during the drive home with Mirage. I was very happy for her because she was able to participate in sex with both J and A. However, I was very sad at my performance, and I was starting to detect a pattern of just not being able to get erections when I needed them the most. This was the first time I admitted to myself that something was wrong here. So at this point, we've had two experiences with two different couples and no penetrative participation on my part. What was so shocking to me was that the arousal was definitely there. Mentally, I was absolutely in the right headspace. I was so turned on by what was happening around me and getting to be physical with a new partner. Things just weren't working physically and that made me feel terrible. So I started playing devil's advocate with myself and asked, wouldn't this problem be solved if you just keep having sex with just Mirage instead of someone someone new? While there is some truth to that, there are so many different variables at play here. Mirage and I have been together for over 12 years. She knows everything there is to know about me. She knows all my buttons, all my triggers, all the things that I absolutely crave and make me feral. Over the years, we've developed deep intimacy that no one can come close to. Because of that, it's a lot easier to get aroused both mentally and physically than with anyone else. All of that changes entirely with a new partner. Not only do the nerves get in the way, but everything kind of resets when you have sex with someone else. All the techniques and tricks I know work well with Mirage might not work at all with someone new. Sure, there might be some go-to physical things I can default to, but everyone's anatomy is different, everyone's preferences all vary, and what one partner might like might not translate well with another partner. So for a brief moment, I do remember questioning whether or not we were both meant to participate in non-monogamy. After our first experience with our first couple, we used to identify as swingers. I remember thinking, are we actually swingers if I can't get it up? I started belittling myself and thinking, should we just go back to being a hot wife couple instead? And I was definitely struggling with this at the time because it felt like so much growth had happened since our very first non-monogamous experience. The conflict was, I was placing so much weight on my ability to sexually perform in this new lifestyle that we were now part of. I think the final straw that made me consider getting some help with this issue was when it started affecting my sex life with Mirage. At some point in this journey, I needed to upgrade my dosage of my antidepressant. It needed to be doubled essentially twice in order to effectively help with the depressive symptoms I was experiencing at the time. The stronger the dosage, the more it affected my libido and my ability to get aroused at all. It got so bad to the point where I started losing my ability to become aroused in general, and it definitely wasn't, I I definitely wasn't getting any more erections. I remember talking to my psychiatrist about this because this new dosage was just definitely not going to work given how sexually active I am. Um, so we, we eventually switched to a different type of medication that doesn't interfere with my sexual health, and it's been, it's been good since. When I finally decided to get help with this issue, I felt very anxious about setting up an appointment with my doctor because I didn't know how to describe what I was feeling. To me, it sounded very silly to just be like, I'm having trouble getting erections. I also didn't know, or I, I didn't want to be judged for 
sharing that I was having sex with multiple partners. I also didn't think I'd be taken seriously given my age. And again, the predisposed idea that this is like an older person problem. So a lot of obstacles in the way of me choosing to get help by my primary care doctor. I eventually found an online platform called GoodRx Care. It's not a sponsor, but I do enjoy their platform. I filled out a very easy questionnaire about the symptoms I was experiencing, including like the frequency and severity and lack of erections. It was super straightforward. It didn't require any sort of awkward phone call with the healthcare provider. I didn't need to go on some video call with anyone. Everything was done completely online. I was able to chat with a doctor via their messaging platform within minutes. Um, and it helped me a lot. It helped me to be a lot more transparent about the situation. There were some clarifying questions that needed to be answered, and I was eventually given a diagnosis of psychological erectile dysfunction, along with some resources on the condition and a prescription for the generic version of Viagra, which I was able to pick up pretty quickly. I'll be honest, at first I was very nervous about taking this medication because I didn't know how it would make me feel. I didn't know what I would feel when it started working, how it would work. I knew the end result would be the ability to get erections more easily, but given what I had mentioned at the start of the episode of not knowing much about stuff like this, you know, I questioned, like, is my dick going to get bigger? <laughs> no, it's not. Fast forward to one month later after our experience with our second couple, we end up meeting our third couple, J and L. And I'm now noticing that many of these couples have very similar initials, so I apologize if it's getting confusing. Again, I'm going to keep it short in this episode so that our listeners have much more, de- to, <clears throat> much more detailed versions of these stories on future episodes. J and L were the first polyamorous couple that we met during our journey. At the time, Mirage and I still identified as swingers, but this new relationship was just a small piece of what caused us to start questioning where we were on the journey to becoming polyamorous ourselves. Jay and L invited us to their apartment and they were very clear about getting, they were very clear about wanting to sleep with us. This time I had brought backup. So at one point I excused myself to go to the bathroom and take the newly prescribed medication. I also just, I didn't want to risk not being able to get an erection this time. So it felt very reassuring to have this on me. The thing with this prescription is that depending on the dosage, you're supposed to take about 30 minutes to an hour before intercourse. It's not an immediate fix, which worked out great that night because the first 45 minutes or so was mostly just witnessing Mirage and Elle getting to know each other intimately before Jay and I were invited to participate with them. What was so incredible to feel was that it was very transparent that I was aroused. Mirage and Elle put on a very stimulating show. They had very obvious chemistry. When Jay and I were invited to join them, there was a lot of foreplay happening that night. When I was with Elle, we started kissing, she took off my clothes, and we could both clearly see that I was erect. This felt so wonderful to me. She started blowing me that night, and I just felt this huge weight lifted off of my shoulders, like I could enjoy the feeling of being included. The most memorable part of that night was when we were both on the bed, I got on top of Elle and was fully ready to have sex with her, And we did. The feeling of being inside somebody else was mind-blowing to me. I remember thinking at the time, fucking finally. Both Mirage and I were in this group sex session together. She's absolutely getting destroyed by Jay while I'm having sex with Elle. This specific experience was so eye-opening to me because the group sex part of it felt very equitable. I felt very much included that night. 
It was very emotional for me and a huge ego boost. I felt so much more confident after that date. So what have I learned? What do I do now? Since then, we've had more experiences with those same couples, J and L and J and A, along with some new ones, and eventually our own individual relationships. If I know that sex is a possibility on a date, I always bring my medicine with me. There have been times where I haven't needed it, but if I'm able to plan ahead, it's always something available on me just in case. I'm at a point now where I take it anyways so that there is less of a chance of not being able to get an erection. If I time things correctly, my erections feel so full, which if I do engage in sex with a partner, I feel powerful and unstoppable. I love feeling wicked hot, as Mirage would say, being from New England. However, I do also want to share that even, even though I'm taking this medication, even though I do have this backup plan, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a successful erection. Mirage and I have many different stressors in our life, and depending on what's going on, things can get things can and do get in the way of our sex life. There have been times where I haven't been able to get an erection, even after having taken my medication, simply because of my headspace or the stress response to whatever it is that we're going through. Sometimes it's just from being too tired. I definitely want to recommend a couple of resources. Like I mentioned previously in this episode, there are a lot of online platforms you can use. GoDirectCare is one of them. Hims.com is another one that primarily focuses on men's health. I also recently ran into, uh, I think, an app called Mojo that primarily focuses on psychological ED and gives tips and techniques on how to deal with it. From what I could tell at the time, given that it was a trial account, it didn't seem like there was much content on there, but definitely something worth checking out. I think also understanding that this happens and that so many factors can contribute to it help. Stress levels, sleep, diet, health, I mean, you name it. When it does happen, practice self-care and uh, practice positive self-talk. Know that your ability to get an erection doesn't define you. I've been very lucky to have met some very wonderful partners that have been very understanding and have all provided comfort in the moment when it does happen. Yes, it's a lot easier to hear than it is to accept it, but really try to. As an observation, one thing I am noticing more recently is that it's getting easier to get aroused with partners that we've been seeing for a longer period of time. The connection of the more developed relationships feels very similar to the same way that I've been able to develop intimacy with Mirage. I'm a big fan of redirecting when I start getting in my head. Sometimes it just takes a little while longer and then I'm there. I'm very much someone who gets aroused by knowing that what I'm doing for my partner is working. I get very pleased when I can audibly hear the breathing, the moans, the yeses, and when a partner calls out my name, <laughs> yeah, you've got me. Those things typically do it for me and get me going, and then I'm able to participate in penetrative sex. However, there are times that things just don't work out, and that's okay. Some of my most memorable experiences have included those where no penetration was involved, and we just focus on doing other things that are pleasurable. I mean, to give an example, this happened a few months ago when I was visiting L, but we still had an enjoyable, intimate time together. I hope this episode provides some reassurances to those listeners that are personally dealing with or know of someone that also lives with this condition. If you have any other resources you recommend, please let us know. I'd love to see what else our listeners have used to help with something like this and share it with the rest of our followers. As always, if you have any questions or feedback for today's episode, send us an email at james at 
or mirage at sextracurricular.com. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. We always love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all your support for this show. Thanks for sticking with me today, and we'll catch you next time.